I think I'm going to form a band and I'm going to call it the 1971. You know, it's very similar to like that British group that came out a few years back called the 1975, but we're going to be the 1971. And it's basically going to be composed of a bunch of middle-aged guys looking for shady parking spots and, uh, you know, trying to make sense of it all. What a weekend it was, my friends. Well, it went by far too fast, but it's, I don't know, I'm changing, there's a changing of the guard. I'm not, uh, I guess my tenure, my tenure at Laguna is slowly evaporating. No longer can I pretend I'm like some, you know, adventuresome novelist that lives, that's living in a... Indian reservation like Tom Robbins when he lived with the Swinomish tribe up in Washington, you know, and just kind of living off the land and, you know, trying to forge inroads with the locals and dealing with their, you know, rituals and ceremonies and cultures like, you know, burning giant effigies of tribal men and coming to, the coming together of all the local alternative bands at nude stock now I'm transitioning I'm transitioning into life in the city I'm out here in the morning of the morning of our our dear lord September the 20th Eighth. I don't know what day is this. I don't know. I'm just lodged back here in the, my new office, the cleanest alleyway in all of Roseville. And I'm forging out onto my walk, thinking about the new band I'm putting together. The 1971. And uh, everything that's involved with that. Watching these guys, their power washing there cars on the lots, it's kind of, there's a little breeze going on, and uh, this weekend was something else, so it, it started off fine enough, started off fine enough where I left uh, to do my thing on, for my, my long haul on Friday, and uh, I had uh, started the day pretty decent shape, and then the heat that just the just the last gut see where looks like it's transitioning now it's kind of nice and breezy this morning a little chill in there you know when it when it gets to be cool enough now you can kind of sense there's a you can sense there's autumn until uh it reverts to about 104 degrees later in the day but but now i think in the morning it's starting to really it's starting to really, you can feel it now. You can feel the changing of the seasons. Um, it'll, only, it'll only be probably 98 today. But this morning it feels a little autumn which is cool. Finally. But man, Friday I was just like, son of a bitch, it's so damp. There was so, there's too many cars, too many people, too much heat. And my car finally, do 
Jesus finally just said, enough, man, enough, dude, you're a fucking psycho, you know, what's wrong with you, you drive a lot, okay, and so what, what had happened was, my car just got, it was so hot, by about, let's see, I was making my, making my way, making my way downtown, and uh, I had to, I had to deliver down in Modesto, that's my Friday thing, and then I hit uh, Merced, and um, in route, my lady had bought some really cool Halloween socks for my youngest, and I wanted to stop off and drop them off to her. And in so doing, I asked her if she wanted to tag along for a couple of stops. And uh, certainly, uh, she jumped at the opportunity. And in so doing, had to deal with uh, my oil pressure sensor uh, dissolving in the heat and just completely immobilizing my vehicle on an off-ramp on Highway 99 at 8 o'clock at night. So so here we are. I'm directing traffic around me at the off-ramp. And what I was touched by was just the offer for, for help. I thought humanity had... I thought humanity had finally given up on courtesy and helping their fellow man. But uh, even down... I was down in Keys, of all places. And that Keys is not a friendly area. Uh, there are portions that are uh, you just avoid at certain times of night, and this this time of night is the time when you avoid it. When I was broke down, but my my youngest, she, well, she's 16. She was sitting in the passenger seat, and she seemed to have it together. And uh, but didn't you know hasn't to, well she has experienced this with me. I guess I guess I kind of put her through these torturous situations but not intentionally but you know walking through salt lake city at 3 a.m or uh i did have a flat one time on highway 80 outside of roseville that uh in the middle of the heat in the summer this was a few years back though a couple years and uh but i i was able to change that tire and uh but this time it was no go man my freaking oil pressure sensor just virtually melted from sitting in traffic all day all these motherfuckers in combination with the heat it just just had too much it just it was just too much my, my freaking coolant reservoir was boiling and so so a couple of uh what looked to be crackheads helped me push the car across the overpass and then to the other side right into a chevron a nice clean well-lit chevron and that's when my my youngest had her meltdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I told her like, this is stuff that you need. This is tool. These are tools for preparation for life because sometimes life happens, and this is life happening. So, um, but we, uh, my lady came to the rescue again, just like she did in Salt Lake City. We we we've established kind of these uh, parameters for each other that. Um, mean that well next time I've I, uh, it'll be my turn to bail her out somewhere so she'll who knows who knows what that'll involve or entail never a dull moment right so 
So um, my my poor kid though, she was just she held it together long enough. <laughs> she just wanted to go home. <laughs> poor thing, but so I got her. My lady came down, engine cooled down. I was able to drive. I even overfilled it with some coolant and oil, which I shouldn't have. But after it cooled down for an hour or so, it was drivable. I mean, the oil light was on, but I mean. I drove it all the way back. I drove it all the way back up to uh, Elk Grove. So I would say, what, another 80, 80 plus miles? And uh, dropped my youngest off. Um, she was going to regale her friends at the sleepover the following night with tales of harrowing uh <clears throat> you know just uh on the brink just you know anything could have happened harrowing tales they are but it was very similar to like well when i was in high school man shit i my vw rabbit i had a 1980 volkswagen rabbit i love that car i think i told you guys about it the one i flipped when I was 18, and, uh, but boy, that thing was just like, that thing was held together by glue, well, I had, I had, uh, my, the battery cables were corroded away, I would be sitting at a stoplight, and then the battery cables would just kind of fall off the battery, and everything would die, and everything would just cut out, right at a stoplight. My sister, her friends, whoever I was giving a ride to, they'd just be like staring at each other like, what the fuck's going on? I'd be at, I'd be at the front of a stoplight and just things would just cut out. I'd have, to pop, I'd have to jump out, pop the hood, reattach the wire cables, shut the hood, get back in, fire it up, and then bounce out of there. But it, hey, that's what you do, you know? Kids these days, they don't, they don't get to enjoy stuff like that, man. They don't get to enjoy f- five-speed manual transmission, stick shifts, you know, crazy bullshit, trying to start a car, manual transmission car with a dead battery, and uh, shit, I, I used to have to do that shit backwards sometimes, just rolling down a hill, rolling, rolling into my, rolling into the, rolling into first gear to start that bitch, my kids will never know the pleasure of the stress of a situation like that, but I don't know, maybe it's by design. So, but this weekend, I also, it was a good weekend. Um, I, I know, I know, you're probably asking yourself, please tell me about your weekend. Uh, well, Saturday I had no car, so I got to, um, I don't know, doubled up on my route with my lady, and uh, she did. Well, I kind of tagged along with her. Actually, it was kind of fun. I kind of became like a, I kind of became like an investigative reporter, kind of doing, doing some uh, in-depth research for on the medical courier community, and uh, I was able to interview her pretty uh, thoroughly, and uh, we did my route. Only she did it. I got to drive, and then she got paid for it. So it worked out pretty good. And then, then Sunday, 
Sunday was a weird one, man. I got to uh, actually not do anything and watch football. And we went to a bookstore and then we went to... We did like uh, suburbanite shit, man. It was weird. You know, it was kind of disorienting. Like where like nobody's bothering you. Nobody's panicking. Nobody's like, hey, you got to get this to, you know, you got to get this, uh, this blood to, you know, Boise, Idaho. You know, nobody beating up on your phone. Like, you know, they still call me. Like, well, didn't you? Re- I mean, I thought I'd, I'd mentioned that my car is in the shop, but still call you. But we were able to kind of work around that. That was cool. And, uh, but I was able to just chill. I got, I bought a book. I actually bought a new, a new book too. Like I went out of my way. Well, it was a paperback. It was the novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. And, uh, it was only nine ninety nine. I can, I can, that's my ceiling, I think, you know, for a brand new book. That's a, that's a deal too. Um, it was a, the the publication of that book was intentional. It's only going to be released in paperback, and uh, you know he did it intentionally to make it like look like a dime store novel, kind of a you know that era type novelization. You know the cheap dime store novels that you find back in the day, back in back when you could go to the go to the uh, go to the pharmacy and get a. A, a drink called a lemon phosphate which what the fuck is that like i'm at a pharmacy and they're gonna and they've got a big like formica bar counter where you can sit up there and they'll make you they'll make you like some drink like a milkshake or a lemon phosphate like the name of the drink was a lemon phosphate like that sounds like it's something made by dupont like in a lab but Anyway, that's what they did back in the day. You bought, a, you bought, they had like little dime store novels, but they were usually toward romance novels. But this was kind of like, I don't know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, it's, it's a novelization post-movie. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, kind of cur- curtailed the, well, it's great. It's that slow burn movie, you know. The end of 1969, the end of the 60s. But getting back to my exploits as, as a, uh, you know, being from 1971, I'm from the future, <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to form a band called The 1971, and it's going to be older guys whose cars, uh, you know, have a lot of miles on them, but, but they've been servicing it regularly, and you could pull up the Carfax because they have an account. <laughs> Older guys just do shit like that. They just have accounts on Carfax. And, uh, but I was looking, I was looking at um, bands from, or not bands, no, I, well, again, I was listening to uh, the Grateful Dead podcast. And they uh, were talking about the year that. Skull and Roses came out. It was, it's 50 years ago. 50 years ago. In October? This month. This coming month. I think it's October. Anyway. The year was 1971. And Grateful Dead come out with the album they 
now call Skull and Roses, but it's really an untitled album. There's no, there's no official title, no official name, no official stenciled title on it. It's just the kind of ubiquitous skeleton with the roses around it. Kind of like the Beatles' White Album. Like, it's not officially called the White Album, but it's just a white album. So they call it the White Album. Well, this is Skull and Roses. And they just call that because all you see are skulls and a skull and roses. But what they originally wanted to call it was Skullfuck. <laughs> but the uh, the label didn't want them to, you know, they kind of frowned upon a blatant and <clears throat> risque title like that. But that would have been a good one, Skullfuck. I would have totally, like, fuck yeah. I don't care who it is, I'm buying it. But that was 50 years ago this year. 50 years ago, a lot of shit happened. This, this could actually be a two-parter. Uh, because in the podcast, see, I, they had a shit ton of albums that came out that year, man. I mean, insane, like classics. Like, it, it, this was a year, like, it was unbelievable the amount of talent and albums that were put out. Um, Aside from Skullfuck by The Grateful Dead, I mean, the list is just, uh, let's see. Well, okay, first of all, on that album, you had, um, well, it's what, it's their second highest selling album, aside from Skeletons from the Closet, which is their greatest hits. So that doesn't really count. So if you eliminate the greatest hits, because everybody buys the greatest hits. It would be their highest selling album. And they don't even, it doesn't even contain all the greats. It's got me and Bobby McGee. How interesting is that? The Chris Christopherson song that he wrote that they recorded. And that same year, Janis Joplin came out with Pearl, which also had her version of me and Bobby McGee. So. That um, that song came out simultaneously that year on two different albums, which is kind of interesting. Um, it was recorded at, uh, well, Grateful Dead's album was recorded at the Village Theater on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, Welch, which became Fillmore East. Um, and uh, so there's a lot, and, and there's a lot of other uh, Frank Zappa had an album come out that year. It's called Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention at Fillmore East. Uh, let's see, what was the? Oh well, Aretha Franklin. She had an album out that year, live at the Fillmore West. The Almond Almond Brothers came out with uh, the Fillmore their Fillmore East album. And uh, let's see, is there another one? Uh, no, maybe just those. But dig this. So not only 
not only all those albums that came out from the Fillmore, just live sessions from the Fillmore East, one, uh, one from Fillmore West, the Aretha Franklin. There was also uh, David Bowie, came out with Hunky Dory, great fucking album. Has Changes, Life on Mars, Queen Bitch. I mean, great fucking, I mean, those are like, those are probably at least two of my three favorite Bowie songs. Uh, Janis Joplin's album had uh, not only me and Bobby McGee, it also had Mercedes Benz on it. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Uh, but dig this. Also that year, Led Zeppelin Four came out. Jesus, with the levee breaks, going to California, Stairway to Heaven, Black Dog. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move, gonna make it wing, gonna make you groove. That one, that one, that one sentence has the word, the words Black Dog in it. But Led Zeppelin Four came out in '71. So you got Bowie, Zeppelin, Janis Joplin, the Almond Brothers, Aretha Franklin. You got Joni Mitchell. Blue came out. Fucking classic, Joni Mitchell. Graham Nash came out with songs for beginners. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? What the fuck? Also, Doors. The Doors came out with L.A. Woman in 71. Jesus. I mean, Love Her Madly, Riders on the Storm. Also had The Wasp on that one. That was a good one. I want to tell you about Texas Radio and the Big Beat. Man, that's a good album. That's a really good album. 71. Jethro Tull came out with Aqualung. Hey, Aqualung. For all you prog rockers out there, it's probably a pinnacle day for you. Um, shit, George Clinton, the Funkadelics, came out with Maggot Brain. One of the most sampled, one of the most sampled artists in history, George Clinton. He had an album out that year. The Beach Boys, Surf's Up, came out that year. And I'm not... I mean, I, the list goes on and on. Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers. Fucking great. I, I mean, brown Sugar, Wild Horses. Can't you hear me knocking? Can't you hear me knocking? Man, fucking 71, dude. How do you beat that? Uh, the Who, The Who came out with Who's Next. Fucking epic. Again, won't get fooled again. The, the apolitical anthem. We won't get fooled again. Uh, but also, Baba O'Reilly's on that one, you know. You're all wasted. Um, Behind Blue Eyes, I mean, Jesus quite a year for, for albums. Black Sabbath came out with Master of Reality. John Lennon came out with Imagine. Um, Paul Linda McCartney came out with Ram. Of course, naturally, the Beatles have been broken up at this point, but shit, that's a really good... It's the one that with uh, We're So Sorry Uncle Albert Um you know, Admiral Halsey. I always thought that Halsey got her name from that. Um, 
that's that song uh uncle albert admiral halsey but um my youngest calls her hasley <laughs> but uh yeah i thought she got her name from that song but she didn't i think it's because halsey is not a real name it's uh I don't know what her real name is, but it's not Halsey. And she got a name from like a street she was living on or something, something to that effect. But yeah, 1971, crazy year. Um, so, so today's gonna be kind of a, maybe an abbreviated, semi-abbreviated session. I got a meeting that I gotta go to here pretty soon, but uh, just tripping out 50 years ago today a lot of shit happened I mean that's fucking epic man that's a lot of that's those are some monument I mean that's pretty much every monumental act that Britain had to offer um, they all came out that year on top of the Grateful Dead Joni Mitchell Janis Joplin I mean Jesus um, 1971 is uh, that was a watershed year for watershed events. Um, that was the year. That was the year that they sentenced uh, old Charlie Manson too, guy that was trying to well supposedly trying to get in to the music scene, but ended up becoming a cult leader, which happens. <clears throat> um, a lot of uh, a lot of people were a lot of. Um, well, let's see what else happened. Yeah, the Beatles at the trial, Manson. Uh, that was when the very beginning of the year at the at the trial, Manson. The uh, Manson had explained he or the the at the trial, the Beatles' "Helter Skelter" single was played because he was obsessed with the single and believed it was telling him. A political message, you know. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide, and I stop in a turn, and I go for a ride. That I get to the bottom, that I say I walk Great song, but I don't think there was any kind of subtext in there, speaking directly to old Chuck. Um, let's see, other watershed moments of '71. Uh, Shit, we had Apollo 14, uh, the third crewed mission, third crewed mission to land on the moon. Launches to return to Earth after landing on February 5th. So we land, we hit the moon again. You know, we're on the moon. Um... Uh, at Belfast, shit's going down. Uh, the IRA's in full, f- full flight. Um, political unrest. Um, what else, man? I mean, Vietnam was going on. Richard Nixon's secretly taping people. That paranoid fuck. Uh... Let's see. Da, 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 da. 
Muhammad Ali's fighting streak has uh, streak is ended by Joe Frazier at Madison Square Garden. His 31 fight win streak is, is over. Rock, yeah, Jim Morrison's still alive, but he he goes to he's, he leaves for Paris. He that's where he he leaves for Paris and then he actually dies that same year. So does Jan, you know they came out you know L.A. Woman comes out then. Jim Morrison dies, then Janis Joplin dies. Um, just a brutal, uh, just a brutal. It's kind of it's got a got some ups and downs that year as well. Uh, Starbucks is founded in '71. Yeah. Um, Alongside, alongside uh, myself and others, Elon Musk is born the same year, seventy-one. Uh, what else? It's quite a year. Um, so, it, consequently, in the in the Manson trial, he was sentenced to death uh, for his crimes, and. Um, followers get sentenced to the gas chamber uh, Amtrak the Amtrak begins in 71 really that's something interesting you'd think I don't know that seems to me like something that's always been there but no Amtrak railroad in the US begins operations uh, May 1st Sadly, they just had a derailment up in Montana, which it killed like four or five people, which is kind of gruesome. But you know what? Still my preferred mode of travel. Still my number one go-to for getting stranded in uh, the Southwest. Um, so... At a Grateful Dead, uh, on May 30th at a Grateful Dead concert, over 30, 30 members of the crowd were hospitalized after drinking apple cider spiked with LSD. <laughs> Not good. Uh, Marky Mark was born, 71, June 5th. I think I'll recruit him into my band, the 1971. Uh, Tupac is born. Uh, not only Sticky Fingers released that year, but the members of the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, are sentenced for two drug offenses. Jagger was sentenced by the judge for three months for possession of amphetamines and Richards to one year in jail for letting cannabis be smoked in his house. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? It's such a different time, you know? Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory comes out. Um, yeah, July 3rd, Jim Morrison dies of heart failure. Age 27. 
Armstrong died that year. Um, um, July 31st, after landing on the moon, astronauts on Apollo 15 take a six and a half hour electric car ride on the moon where they promptly trashed it and left all their plastic cups behind. Uh, let's see. Due to the violence in Ireland, 3,000 people from Derry and Belfast flee to the Republic of Ireland. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, Pete Sampras is born? Damn, Pete Sampras is my age? Son of a bitch. Thought that guy was way older. Man, he retired like 50 years ago. That guy was a stud, man. I forgot about old Pete. He was the king. I got obsessed with tennis when I was out in Australia watching the Australian Open with watching uh, Jim Courier and uh, Pete Sampras battle. That was an epic battle. Old Pete came through. Uh, let's see. The female world record marathon is run by Adrian Bemis, achieving a time of 2.46, beating the record set previously in the year, which was three hours and one minute. A three-hour, three-hour, one-minute marathon is about seven, seven-minute miles. So this woman just shattered that mark. Just ran out of her head to run 2:46, which is a great time. 71. The current, the current female, or the current American record for. Whoa, is it the American record? Yeah, I think it's the American record. Is held by uh, Dina Drazen. Uh, is that her? Uh, I think that's her. That's her maiden name, Dina Drazen. What's her? Uh, Dina Castor. That's her. That's her name. I remember her as Dina Drazen because she was in high school when I was in high school. Matter of fact, she was. She the same age, or maybe she's a year. I think she's a year. Younger, but she's run. She has the current women's American record in the marathon of two nineteen. She broke the two twenty barrier. It used to be that to qualify for the American. Olympic trials in the marathon you had to eclipse the 2 hour 20 minute mark uh, as a qualifier to run in the trials like I remember Mark Conover in 88 when he ran the California marathon to qualify for the trials which he ended up winning at the New Jersey waterfront marathon at California that was a rough year man um, he was, he was, I want to say he was second or third in the California marathon, but they always run that marathon in November, just after, I think just prior to, or just after Thanksgiving. And it is a brutal, like for whatever reason, man, and it's California, but it always gets, has the worst weather. And there was like this monsoon that had blown through. But he ended up running about 218 in that in that race. The guy that won, I think, was Peter Mayer, the Canadian, who was this six foot four guy that had 
he was like a smoker forever and then he quit smoking and and then he just started running and training and leaning out and then he became like the savage marathoner and then he ended up winning the the uh california marathon that year in 88 and just a downpour just a monsoon and uh he ended up, he ended up running about 216 or something like that and just a just a torrential gale forced wind so to put that in perspective is he ended up uh was it 87 maybe it was 87 that they ran yeah it was 87 because he ended up going to the world championships in rome peter mayer and led for most of the way but they reeled him in and he got spit out the back but that guy was a savage but mark conover ran 218 and then ended up going to New Jersey the following year for the trials and winning those in uh, he ran two two twelve in New Jersey but Dina Drazen shout out to Dina Dr- excuse me Dina Castor her married name uh, from Agora Hills uh, same place that Brian Dainworth came from the, the, the state champion in the mile and two mile she, uh, I think, is the only. I think she's the only female that I can recall to break the two twenty, and that's pretty impressive. So women is doing what a guy was doing back in the eighties, although handicapped, so to speak, by by weather. But still, shit. Anyway, I think she's retired now. She's got to be. She's my age. 1971 the 1971 so um, anyway I'm I got to keep it brief today um, I got to get ready for this damn this damn meeting which is uh, 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 it's probably a meeting that can be summed up in an email which can be summed up in a text which can be summed up in a call which can be summed up by not attending. So, um, but that was 1971 for you. Um, all the good, the bad, um, all the albums that came out. And I suppose I'll probably... Well, now I got to write an album. Now I got to come up with an album for the 1971. Maybe we'll open for the 1975. I don't know. But I got to start I got to start gathering my shit together for the stand meeting. So sorry to cut out on you so early. Um Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. It's the beginning of the week. It's the beginning of autumn. It's the beginning of cooler weather. It's the beginning of it's the beginning of better times. Is it? I guess. I don't know. Hopefully it's a good week for for all y'all. But uh, I don't know. Take it one day at a time. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, I'll talk at y'all later. Arrivederci, babies. <laughs>